Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Mark chapter 11. A lot of reading here. Help me. Uh, pray for me. I'll get through this. I left my glasses at home. This is my spare, spare pair. How about that? That I keep under here and somebody else has had them on too. Because you can put this on my head and someone else's nearly. So uh, if they fall off, I'll just do the best I can. Mark 11 and 1, when you found that, shout amen. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem under Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied, whereon never man sat, loose him, bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say that ye that say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto him, What do ye, loosing the colt? And they said unto him, them, They said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let him go. Let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna. That means, oh, save. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered in Jerusalem, into Jerusalem, and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things, now the eventide was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. Father, I love you. I thank you for the good songs tonight. I thank you for the good day, Lord. This is a good day. And I bless you. I pray you give me voice for a little while. Give me strength and unction. Fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Help me be accurate in the scripture. Touch the hearts of the people here. And let us understand what this scripture says. I'll give you praise, honor, and glory for it all. For I ask it in the king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. <clears throat> I want to I just teach, preach, whatever this comes out tonight. I really don't know. On this thought, the Lord gave me this sitting at my table. When the king comes. When the king comes comes. Now, there's, a, there's some things that significant to this. You're going to find here on that page, if you're looking on that page, you're going to find some dates. Now, Sir Robert Anderson it, it, it give this 70 weeks of Daniel in his book, uh, uh, The Coming Prince. But some things, it was, it, was, it was imperative that some things took place right here and happened just like they did. There's a reason they put a purple robe on Jesus. Everything that happened was according to the word of God. It had to transpire just as he said it would. So we have here, and I'm not going into Daniel, but you've heard me teach on this prior to the days back when we was going through some of that stuff. 
And from the days of Daniel, chapter number 9, in Daniel, you would find that the, the number of days from the time that the order was given for the temple to be resurrected or, or restored and the people to be released from captivity, you will find that 400, or uh, the years are on here, uh, 483 years, they had it, they had it by the moons to the day that Jesus was coming. So it was dated pre-Calvary, pre-birth, pre-New Testament, all the way back, pre-Malachi and the prophets of the old that in the silent years, all of that, it was prophesied and had they studied it, they could have known the very day, the very day. Now, you can research all this you want to and, and I think that... that, that, that uh, uh, Brother Anderson is, is right in this, that, that the tumble, tub, total number of days, March 14, 14 or 445 B.C., that they knew that April the 6th, A.D. 32, Messiah was coming. Daniel also said that Messiah was going to be cut down. You can read Daniel 9 when you get home. Messiah's going to be cut down. Paul, that was the hardest thing for them to understand. They knew Messiah was coming. They knew the Lord was coming, but they didn't understand the part about him being cut down. They were looking at it. They were looking at it in the natural realm. They were looking for a king to come, kick the Romans out, set up a throne in Jerusalem, and rule everybody. They're still looking for that, by the way. I'm looking for that, too. But that's not how God had it planned. I like a one, I can't remember uh, uh, who I was reading after. And he said, there, uh, there, there are two mountains in view and they could only see the first mountain because the second mountain was behind the first mountain. So why we see the date, we see the April the 6th, we see the, the year that Messiah was coming and he was going to be cut down. And, 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 and all the maths on here, I'm a very poor math student. But I do understand the 483 years and that he was cut down in that year. But why was he on a donkey? Well, you'll find it at the top of that page, Zechariah 9 and 9. And it says this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Now, so we see the date. Then we see the donkey. G Gary preached a message, a donkey at the door. Many moons ago, I preached one loosing the colt. And there it is. All these things had to take place. Why? Because the prophet said this is going to take place. If these things don't take place, we just will toss this book out and go to the house tonight and have a party. We're having a party here. Why? I felt pretty good. Felt like a party to me. It may not have you, but I, I think we've had a pretty good party tonight. Why is that? Because the book is true. That's why. What do we know? We know the date. It's very accurate. Figure it out. The Jew knew when this was, the, the, the men, the scribes, the law writers, they knew when this was. They didn't want to receive it. 
Because he didn't come the way they wanted him to come. So we see the date. We also see the donkey. It had to be the colt, the foal of an ass. It couldn't, it, could, it had to be one that was unbroken. It never been rode, Brother Junior. No man ever sat upon it. And that shows, that shows his authority over creation. Because when they brought it and start begin, anybody, this bunch, the, uh, listen, the Taze family can tell you, you take a young colt, leave it alone, start throwing stuff on its back, it'll go into fits. Don't want anything on its back. I don't believe he ever bucked, snorted, or whimpered. I don't think his ears laid back. I think when they laid that up on him and the king of glory set up on him, the old donkey might have thought in his own mind, it, it, I believe God can communicate with anything he wants to. He had a donkey speak in the Old Testament, by the way. And I think the old donkey might have thought, I've got the king of glory going out of me. I'm being a little foolish right there. I'm not sure that the donkey thought that, but isn't it amazing that God used a donkey, the lowly, the humble beast? It was, it was recognized as if you rode in on this and you were a king, it, it was recognized as this. If you rode in on a mule or a donkey, you was riding in for peace. But if you rode in on a horse, you was coming for war. That's way ahead of, some of you are way ahead of me on that. But if you're riding in on a horse, you're coming for war. He come in, he come in right here, and he come in on a donkey. Everything transpired just like Jesus said it was. And he came in, he looked at the city, and when he looked at the city, he saw it. He, he saw, he, you know what he saw? He saw what was wrong. He saw what was wrong. And this is when the king comes. When the king comes, when the king come this first time, many didn't, many didn't recognize him as the king. Now, this same crowd, or maybe, maybe not all of this crowd, but Brother Randy, probably some of this crowd that's throwing clothes in the way and palm branches down on the ground and the, and the, the colt is walking on these, carrying the Lord, and they're crying, Hosanna to the highest. They're shouting hallelujahs all around him. And just five days later, They're going to be crying, crucify him. Crucify him. Why? Because he came into his own, but his own received him not. So he come and he's not received. He's just the opposite. He's rejected. He's despised. The, Bible, the Isaiah said, rejected. Yet we did esteem him Stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. So, I, I, quickly tonight, I've got the wrong page turned up. You bear with me this morning. I told Brother Cal, I said, hey, I want to give you paper out tonight and, the, and the, all those dates on it. He said, I'm honored that you do it. So, uh, there's just a few, there's some things about the cult that I could touch on. I don't feel like going down that road, it, 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 particularly tonight. Because the colt was untamed, but he tamed it. The colt was tied, and he loosed it. The colt was standing at two ways, and they took it the right way. Now, you what, what, what we are, Tony Wilson. Listen, we are like, we're like the colt. And he, he tames us. 
He, loose, he looses us. He, he lets us free. We talked about the liberty this morning. And, and, and praise God, he takes us in the direction that we ought to go. So much, maybe much, Randall, we're like the donkeys. I don't know. We could compare ourselves to the donkey that these things was there and, and, and done that. But here's what I want to concentrate on just, just briefly tonight. Is the difference between his first coming and the next time he comes. Now, everybody in this room may not agree with me about the appearing of Christ. But you're welcome to be wrong if you want to be. Because you take the Bible and begin to research the appearing and the coming. And you weigh the evidence for yourself and see what comes up. The appearing. The glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm going, I'm going past the appearing. My wife talking about some things in Revelation. She said, you know, I just, I just don't really think we're going to be here. I said, not if I, I can't be here if I'm saved from the wrath to come. I mean, either, I, I, either the book's wrong or I'm wrong. One of the two. And the book's not wrong. But he said, I'm saved from the wrath to come. God's going to pour his wrath on his place. Now, we're tasting the chastisement of God right now. The chastisement of God is, is, is all over the place. Sidebar, one moment, and I'll get back to the subject. I'm going to chase this rabbit just a second. I'll, I'm going to find this book. I've got it. Uh, Brother Dave Mitchell uh, sent me a, a link to this guy that's preaching. Every time the U.S. has done something negative toward Israel, we've had a national disaster in our nation. From Katrina right on up. Every time we've done something negative against Israel, not just Jerusalem, Israel, we've had a natural disaster in this land. That does not surprise me. The chastening of God, he chastens those that he loves. We see the chastening of God, the trying of God, the testing of God to see if we'll turn back to him. But, but, but I'm talking about what I want us to think about is when he comes. Right? We use Zechariah. We also know this, that one day he's going to put his foot on the Mount of Olivet. The Bible said he's going to, he's going to put his foot on Olivet and it's going to cleave in two. She's going to split open. Do you know where the mate, where the, where the, Greatest measurable fault line in the world lies Mount of Olives. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just shocked, Matthew. Shocked by that. The world would say, what a coincidence. That's a coincidence. That that, that's, no, it's not a coincidence. That's prophecy, bless God. The Lord said that's what's going to split open. Praise God. The water's going to run. The Dead Sea's going to be fresh. And the king's going to come walking through there and take his place in Jerusalem. And Putin, if he's alive, or whatever heathen ruler's alive at the time, can't do one thing about it. Not one thing. You bear with me just a few minutes, I'll be done. The first time he come, he's riding on a colt. Talking about when the king comes. He's the king that day, though they didn't recognize that for a few minutes they honored him. 
They thought he was a prophet or a great man. He's the king. The next time he comes, he's riding a great white horse. See, I don't believe that. Look here. So I, I, know, I know the skeptics. I read all their, I, not all, but I read a lot of their books. Here's what they say. I don't believe that white horse stuff. I don't believe it. Well, okay, let's, 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 let's just review for a moment. Do we believe that Jesus literally lived on this earth? Do we believe that Jesus literally died on this earth? Do we believe that Jesus literally rose from the grave? Do we believe that Jesus literally ascended unto heaven 40 days later? Do we believe that Jesus literally is going to return according to the scripture? Do we believe all these things to be literal? Do we believe John literal? Do we believe that, that heaven is literal? There is a literal heaven. Do we believe that he literally put a place for us though we've never seen it? Do we believe that he literally rode in on a colt that day? Praise God wants to think that he's not going to relent, literally ride in on a horse. Think about this. That would be man against machine, natural against war, uh, human warfare, and it don't have a chance against him. Not a chance. Throw up your hands and wave the flag, boys. You're beat. First time on a colt. Next time, a great white horse. First time, he came alone. First time he came alone, he's a babe in a manger. His mom and daddy's there, but he's God manifest in the flesh. When the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that was under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. The first time, Brother Dennis, he's by himself. The next time. First Thessalonians 4 says it like this. I can't recall a verse unless I quote the whole thing. Starts in 13, and here's what he says. And them shall God bring with him. Who is that? That's somebody that's there with God. Ha! He's, he's not coming by himself next time. He's bringing somebody with him. Who might that be? That's right, Carl. You and I. First time he wore a crown of thorns. The next time he's going to wear a crown of crowns. Bless the Lord. The first time he's called king of the Jews. Remember that's what Pilate wrote up over the placard that's over his head on the cross. The next time he's going to be king of kings. Yes, sir. No, nobody, nobody is going to be able to influence him in any way. He's going to do exactly what he said he would do, and he's going to do exactly how he said he would do it, and ain't nobody can do anything about it. Huh. The first time he had no money for taxes. The next time he was going to own it all. First time he was mocked. The next time they'll fear and tremble. 
The first time he came as a man. He was God manifest in the flesh. He came as a man. The next time he's going to come as God. He's coming as God. The first time he was meek and lowly. A little babe. We talked about this morning, brother, the silent son. We didn't, we have nothing up to the age of 12 and then nothing up till he steps out on the pages of 30 years old. We don't have, he's the silent son. Meek and lowly. The next time he's going to come in power and glory. Every eye's going to see him. The first time he had nails in his hands. First time he come, they nailed him to a tree. The next time he comes, he's going to hold a rod of iron. And he'll rule therewith. The first time he hung on a cross. <laughs> but the next time he's going to sit on his throne. <laughs> he's never going to be on the cross again. That's why the punishment was so severe against Moses when he smote that rock the second time. And, and Paul tells us that rock was Christ. That rock can never be smitten again. One time you speak to the rock now. Nobody smites that rock. Carl, he's been smitten for the last time. He's going to sit on his throne. The first time he was judged in Pilate's hall. The next time he'll be the judge. I heard Jonathan, uh, uh, help me, uh, Con, thank you, preach a message in the Lincoln memorial in Washington DC when they had when the Supreme Court had uh, approved or passed the law of same-sex marriage in America and I heard Jonathan Kahn preach and he said there's another court and there's another judge and he is supreme All the wrongs made right. All the wrongs made right when he comes. The first time he came as a lamb and the last time he's going to come as a lion of the tribe of Judah. Yeah, worthy to open the seals and look thereon. That's him. He's coming again. <laughs> Carl thinks Fox News is going to be there. They may be. I'm a coming with him when he comes. And, you know, whether, whether he calls me out tonight, I go by the way of the grave, or he comes and gets us, I don't know. I don't know. But I know this. I know when the king comes, Brother Donnie Wilson, everything's going to be good. Uh, Brother Roger Buck told me that to look up this. Maybe some of you have seen it. There's some Ukrainians gathered around the table singing, He Will Hide Me. Have you seen that video? I've not seen that. He said, you've got to find that, brother. That'll make you run. I've got to find that video. Talking the Ukrainians and the bombs are flying. And they're singing, He's going to hide me. And I got to praying for the little children that's in Ukraine uh, last night or night before last. can't remember which night it was. 
I, I, I began to pray for the little children that's over in Ukraine, and I can't help but picture some of my kids that's in this Lily and, and, and some of our children that's in this, and they have no idea what's going on. They don't know why it's happening. They don't understand the wickedness in the hearts of men, and it's, it's beyond their imagination. And one little boy's in Poland, and they're showing him. He said, I just want to go home to Daddy. I just want to go back to Daddy. His daddy may not even be alive. I don't know. But, but I got to thinking, concentrating on that. And I'm telling you, it broke me down. I couldn't hardly catch my breath. I got to thinking about Colin. What, was, what if that was my grandson over there involved in that kind of stupidity? I'll just call it what it is. And, and I don't know, Brother Dennis, uh, it, just, it just seems like the whole thing's out of order. Everything's in chaos. None of it makes any sense. But I'm going to tell you one of these days, the king's coming. The kings are coming. There won't be no more hurting babies. Uh, there won't be no more men throwing bombs at nations. Uh, I'm telling you, he's going to hold his rod of iron up. Every knee's going to bow down. Every tongue's going to confess. Uh, he's going to be Christ sovereign, supreme forever. And I'm glad, praise God, I'm on his side. I'm on the winning side. You know who that is? That's the family of God. You know what we're waiting on? We're waiting for the king to come. That's what we're waiting on. When the king comes, it's going to be okay. We're waiting on him to come. I think you're going to take care of his bride, don't you? Can I ask you a question tonight? To, I want you to think this in your mind. Before you were married and you were betrothed to that girl or y'all were, you'd set a date and you, you, knew, you knew on this date you was going to get married. <clears throat> Dennis, if you knew something bad was coming, would you have made sure Ernie was right in the middle of it so she would have suffered through the whole thing? How much more God? Are we the bride of Christ or not? According to the scripture, we're the bride of Christ. So you think he's going to take his bride and let her be beat down? Now, we suffer persecution. We may die in this world. But I'm talking about corporately. Do you think he's going to take his bride and let her suffer the wrath of his father? Ain't no way. No way. If God is love, and he is, we know that according to Scripture. I preached that this morning. We know all the things we know about God. We know his omnipotence. We know his omniscience, and we know his omnipresence. We know that he's everywhere. He knows all things, and ain't nothing got as much power as he has. We know all these things, and praise God, we have, he has bought us with a price. Amen. Somebody might say, I don't know about men being this. The bride, that's what, just like the girls being the sons of God, it's all going to work out. No, no, no odd, sexual, impure foolishness in that. No, all perfect. When you're looking for that, preacher, when the king comes, I'm looking for him to come. When do you want him to come right now? Even so, come Lord Jesus. 
What about all them lost people? That'd be bad. I'm, I'm of the opinion, this is my personal belief according to what the scripture says in Revelation, that there'll be people saved in the tribulation period. Some say they can't do it. Spirit will be gone, but we'll be gotten by the word. The word will still be here. There'll be Bibles everywhere. The word of God will still be here. It's just like figuring out those dates that the time Christ was going to come. Seek and you shall find. You can know if you want to. But I'm just saying this. If people won't give their hearts now as easy as it is, they're not much going to give their head later on. I hope everybody in the room tonight saved. Come come piano, Brent. I hope everybody in the building saved tonight. And... Uh, and you're ready for the king to come. But if you're not ready, he won't, he won't stop when it's his appointed time to come. He's going to come whether ready or not. I preached a message one time. Ready or not, here I come. It's going to matter. We stand at our feet. Bow our heads for just a moment. She's going to play soft on the piano. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.